amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh, my goodness. It's a counter-attack. It's a new dropback. And now get in the middle of it. Drop again. Stretch it. Stretch it. Mix it on any Stretch it. 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 Possibly bleak as this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Chessie Hour. You're joined by me, your host today, Babs, and I'm also joined by two um, not so merry men. I feel like I'm getting a bit too used to, to, to using that um, term. Um, Alexis, Alexis, how you doing? Not too bad, bro, but Chelsea are proper trying to ruin it on a weekly basis now. So Yeah, man. I feel it, man. I feel it. I feel like whenever we have you on, we always get a, a spicy take, so I'm definitely looking to hearing that on later in the show. I don't try, man. I just speak my mind. Hey, yeah, <laughs> man. I respect I respect that. Those are the kind of things that, those are the kind of things I respect, man. And Jerry, becoming a regular, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. It's good to be back. Um, I don't... You know, it is what it is, man. We're just we're here, we're we're here to do our jobs. <laughs> you had a pain in your voice, man. Um, I'm not enjoying. I'm not enjoying football anymore, man. There's there's no enjoyment in this anymore. But hey, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. And we're gonna have to give the um, the listeners their content. But hey, where else to start but the Man City game? You know, another early kickoff, another one 0 defeat. Alexis, give me your thoughts on the lineup and um. How you reacted to it? Did you think Tuchel was, was right in the lineup, or 
What, what, what um, were your thoughts initially? I was a little bit confused with the front three, I'll be honest. But, you know, when lineups come out, you before the game, you try to persuade yourself that this is the lineup that's going to work. That, yeah, Ziyech worked last time, and I think it was in the FA Cup, so he's going to release Pulisic. Pulisic's going to do the Werner role where he's running in behind. Lukaku's going to be almost like the battering ram, but at the same time, they're going to push up, so it's going to be good in transition. I was a little bit confused, um, but I try to be positive and not reactionary when lineups come out, man. I, I've reacted from that sorry days when Cho wasn't starting consistently. So since then, I've told myself, try to be a bit more positive. But I wasn't happy, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I can imagine. I can, I can definitely um, relate to that um, <laughs> point of making sense. But I was thinking, like, oh, you know, looking at it, it's like, oh, maybe it's going to be a split strike or like, Pulisic and Lukaku, like ZH, like swinging in balls. I'm like, and I literally, I messaged Jermaine, like, you know what, actually, I know what's going to happen here. ZH is going to get a, a chance to play a boy. He's going to give it to Edison. And what did he do? He did exactly that. Jerry, um, give me your thoughts. How did you feel going into the game and what did you think of the lineup? Um, You know what? I used to be the same as Alexis. Um, I used to have my guys, like, the, the season we won the Europa League, like, I just wanted to see Loftus Cheek, Hazard, and Cho ball out, like, like I don't rate none of these guys. So when the lineup comes out, it's just varying levels of mid. So listen, it doesn't really matter if it's Pulisic, Ziyech, Lukaku, or um, Pulisic, Mount, um, Hudson Odoi. Like it's it's not enjoyable either way. So I was indifferent when the lineup came out. Um, I knew um, obviously we had that the, what the free game um, free free game streaking in City last year. Um, but we we don't look like the same team, so I was just I was just trying to kind of understand two calls. Um, that's another thing. Obviously, inherently, when the lineup comes out, um, I trust two call. That's 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 the number one. So for me, I thought, okay, he's got some sort of game plan here. I know with playing um, Ziyech and Pulisic on opposite wings, um, he stated that he does that to so they can release the ball quicker. Um, so I mean, I thought, okay. We're going to play on the counter here um, and try to get Lukaku into some space, but yeah, it didn't didn't quite work. Um, I thought I thought we'd compete. Um, I I didn't think we'd win, but I thought we'd compete. Um, and yeah, I was I was a bit disappointed by the performance. We but competed, it, but not in the way that we would like. See, the thing is, the, what, what I've what I've kind of conceded um, in the past, like since City got good, right. No matter how well we're doing, no matter how what what we win in that season, no matter how much we perform, they always small boy us when they meet us. Like the the golfing quality is always very evident when we play C. We always go into the game, like we went into that game as Champions Europe, right? But we went into that game to play on the counter, and every single year we've played them, it's just okay. You're playing C. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that, and it's almost like before the game. Um, tactically, we can see that okay, they're the better team, and I would just like for one season <laughs> for that not to be the case. Yeah, man, I definitely feel that. I definitely, definitely feel that. And um, on your point there about um how you know Tuchel, you know, set out to the to the side of the game, and you know, with us, you know, being three and zero them last season, seemingly losing that streak. Um, what do you guys think has been the 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 cause of this? You know, like I spoke in the main pod, you know, about um the loss of that, that box midfield, you know, who were able to, like, help when City tried to overlap us and, you know, having that pressing forward. 
you know, to really try and win balls up early on, early on in the pitch, you know, having a really nice and fluid attack, as I know a lot of people hate hate to hear. But, um, you know, we, we, we spoke about it previously, Adam. How 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 much of a weight would you guys place on that? Or do you just think Pep, Pep is just being Pep and he's really caught our number? Mm. Alexis, do you want to take this one? Uh, I don't mind. I think Pep is a great manager and beating him three times in a row, I wouldn't say it was a fluke, but was the odds must have been crazy for that. So you have to give Man City the respect they deserve. And I think Jerry hit the nail on the head. For some reason, they are still the better individualistic team. I think their their system is more developed than ours. And I think our, our approach has changed from last year. I think we went into games last year believing, look, if you want to play us, there'll be times where we'll play you off the park, but we're going to be solid and we're going to nick something. And at the same time, your defenders are not going to have the time and space to dictate your attack. This year, I don't know what it is, apart from the game at Anfield against Liverpool, whenever we've played the big boys, so Liverpool or Man City, we were very reluctant to do that press. We were very reluctant to play our game, the high energy, the get in their faces, but at the same time have a bit of quality in the final third because you caused a mistake and you're right in the danger area. So we're further away from the goal when we win the ball back. And then you know what happens with our players when they've got too much time and space or a a set defence in front of them. So I just think our approach has changed predominantly. Do you think that's because we've gone from... Mount, uh, Werner, Havertz, and um, one other who are all, or Mount, Mount Werner, Havertz, um, who are all quite quite adept at pressing. Uh, Mount and Werner in particular are high energy. Um, do you think now we've shifted to playing Lukaku up front? That's part of the reason why we, we're pressing much less this season. I, th- I think so, but. You see, the issue here is now, I don't want it to come across like everything's Lukaku's fault and if Lukaku doesn't play, we win that game because I don't think that is the case on that particular day because of the way Man City played, as in they dominated the ball and maybe it alters the game slightly, but that's ifs. But it does hinder our pressing game. And I know people always say, oh, Havertz offers oh, movements and runs, but nothing tangible. But one thing that you can say is, his pressing intensity is there, and we t- click better as a team. Even when Werner plays, like Werner is one of the worst players when we're in possession, but when we're off the ball, he offers so much, and we he forces mistakes. And as a collective, maybe we will operate better. So, yeah. I think yeah, I think I think maybe stuff. also the fact that we've come off quite um, an intense period. I think it's something like I think we played sixteen games in December. Um, 18. So 18. I think we played, yeah. So if you look at us and Brighton, Brighton played, I think it was, it was nine. nine games in the time we played 18 or, yeah. or 17, something stupid. I saw it today. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But um, I think maybe that's, that's, that's also played 18 though. games in December. Yeah. Really? Basically, or, or since I that think COVID maybe, maybe yeah. all comps. So I think it was end of November. So in the period we played 18 or 17 games, Brighton played nine. Yeah. Because they had a few cancellations because of other teams' COVID issues. Um, and obviously, I think they're in less competitions than us as well. So, um, yeah, I, I just chatting. I, I can see that we've played nine games in this. Do you, do you mean since I think since we've last played them? Since we last played them, 
So Fair since enough. I think we played them end of November. Um, so since we last played them, um, in comparison, we've played uh, almost eight or six or six, seven or eight more games. Um, and I think Tuchel was that that was um, I don't think he was saying that was an excuse, but he was maybe using that to try and explain the performance. But for me, tiredness, tiredness is definitely a factor. Um, don't get me wrong, but uh, in terms of the difference I'm seeing in our team, our attacking play, the difference in our attacking play um, is not that different to when we're fully rested. Um, I mean, you could say to me that um, this is a far cry from the Juve and Norwich results, but I think we've only played like that twice this whole season, maybe maybe one more exactly. time. So you can't say that we've even tied the whole season. Um, so I, I, I take his point, maybe the wider team performance uh, has been affected by fatigue, but in terms of the attack and play, which is our biggest problem, I, I think in that game um, uh, against City, um, we're always going to we're always going to struggle because they're just a better team. Um, but our attacking performance um, against City and Brighton were both like classic Chelsea. So um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about the the tiniest thing, but. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, yeah. We're... me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying into it too much. But are you not buying into the injuries aspect? Like, for example, and you know, I don't like excuses, but context is important in the sense that since Reese and Ben have gone down, right? Alonso and Aspie have been playing more games, given their age and their mm. current ability, they shouldn't be playing the games they've been playing. And the way we operate, because our chances are so few and far between and our clinicalness is so like so minimal, the quality has dropped by maybe 20 to 30% by just having those wing backs. So the crosses are worse. Do you not think if we had a fresh squad and more options, for example, one game Alonso plays and Ben gets rested, but then we counteract that with Aspie plays and then Ben plays on the other side. So do you not think... I know it's putting too much emphasis on the wingbacks, right? Mm-hmm. And we should have more in the tank. As yeah, an and, and, and that's exactly why I, I, I don't think so. Because um, for, for a while, I don't think, it, I don't think that was ever going to be sustainable because we were having games anyway when we had both of them available and we were struggling, you know? Yeah, we exactly. Had, we had even the game when, maybe when Chill was injured, we had Re- we had him Reese, you know, against West Ham, we struggled. You know, even the, even the Newcastle game, the, the, the 3-0 win, I mean, it only took us until like a reshape, like wonder goal for us to really break the ducks. You know, I, I, I do I do understand the injury aspect. I think the injury aspect is, is worse than the situation that was only going to come, in my in my opinion, you know. I, I, I definitely do think that um, it's obviously worsened it, but I wouldn't say that it's, it's completely down to that. Um, I guess I that's, think... that's also something that we're going to comment later on the show, but... I, I'm not sure because you know that some of the stuff that we were seeing against City, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that was just down to fatigue. I just think that was a lot down to that just pure, poor quality and like lack of love of actually getting clear cut chances in, in in the game. And I feel like um, a result of that was when people were doing like a lot of the um, screenshot analysis. You know, you know the moment people that. start, you know the moment people start taking screenshots, that's when things have gone wrong. Like you didn't see City fans taking screenshots of like Grealish's miss or like. Or whatever you know, you, you rarely see that when you have an abundance. What was, of the, what was the screenshot analysis of what Lukaku? Uh, was, yeah, the Lukaku um, miss and the Lukaku um, when you know when he passes it to ZH. Yeah, so for me, for me, like, listen, I've I, I have an issue with the, the 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 wider analysis that we don't create enough chances. Um, 
uh, and that's because of our defensive three at the back system. So we need to move to four at the back. The issue is in the build-up play, right? Um, there were countless times when um, pick any of them: Lukaku, Ziyech, um, Pulisic, Alonso, Aspilicueta, where there's an opportunity to get into a dangerous area. And I think this is what is what is not really picked up in the statistics. There's an opportunity to get into a dangerous area. Um, and just the all-round quality in the build-up play was just very poor against City. And City, our side particularly, because they monopolise possession, um, you want to make use of the possession you have. You want to limit their almost... You want to limit their stranglehold on the game. So... All the times where Ziyech miscontrolled it, um, Lukaku got muscled off the ball. Um, Pul- I, I can't even remember anything Pulisic did, but... Um, Pulisic didn't do nothing. That was the problem. Yeah, that was all, literally all, the, problem. All, all, the problem. All those situations contribute to City's momentum, but they also rub, off, rub us sorry, of potential situations where if the ball was released a bit quicker, if the control was a bit better. Um, and something Gary Neville said last year... Um, and he was like, listen, you can have defensive mistakes. And it was it was in one of the games where we, we missed loads of opportunities. He was like, you can have defensive mistakes, but there is such a thing as attacking mistakes as well. And they have as much of an impact um, on, on the general game um, against, uh, against top opposition. And the thing is, in a league title, in the league season, you're not going to play Man City every week, granted. Um, so if we had our fullbacks, our first choice fullbacks, um, we could kind of get get through the season, but I would have I would have hated if we won the league um, because it just didn't feel right. Like even even if we had won that, um, hey, I don't know about that one. I don't know about, no, I don't know about that one, Jerry. You no, by yourself. Hey, you're by because, yourself, my brother. No, because because <laughs> the views of Jerry represented <laughs> by no, Jerry. I, I'm I'm a football purist, and like I want I want to win the league playing well. Like if we one nil our like our, our way to the league with our fullbacks getting. 10 goals. Um, Jorginho is our top scorer of 11 pens. Like, th- yeah, don't get me wrong, I'll celebrate, but it's not really satisfying. And the thing about football is you get found out the next season, which is why we haven't been able to maintain any of our periods of dominance because we're built almost like a cup. We go through the season almost like a cup team. Um, I don't know if you remember, both seasons we won the leagues in the last, what, six, eight, six, eight years. Um, after January, we just couldn't sustain. Actually, Conte season that was like we, we were just a machine. It was a machine. But Jose season where we won the league, we literally we just shut, we shut down our attack after January. And I remember Arsene Wenger would ask like after the game, he asked the reporter like, "Oh, what was Chelsea's result? One 0 He'd be like, "Of course," because that's that's just what we were. And I think this 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 team in particular, we seem to have lost our ability to hold out those. Um, the, the leads we have. I think most of our draws, we've been ahead. So it's just, listen, we're, we just don't have, I've come to a conclusion. Yeah, we that just don't have, start of what, what we, was it, like eight, 18, 18 points dropped from winning positions? Yeah. yeah. Out, of, yeah. out of nine draws, I think it was in the lead eight times. That's that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really know where we go from here, but I'm just, I, I just disagree with the analysis that we don't create enough. We don't create enough, and Tuchel needs to do some magical thing. He's already switched around Pulisic and Ziyech, so they're on their they can release the ball quicker. 
Like that, that. Do you know how crazy that is? That he's literally playing them on the opposite wing because he thinks they take too long on the ball. Um, and I've been wondering, like, one of the things I've been wondering is like, all the times where our players are in transition and then they see the pass ahead of them and then they choose to carry the ball and play out wide. Is that, is, they do it so often, that has to be instruction. Or are they just wedded to the idea of crossing the ball? And I, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I'm stuck between this can't be too cool and he's doing all he can. And it, we're doing it so often, it must be instruction. So I, I don't, I don't know what you guys think about that, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's definitely an interesting one because, you know, I, you, you, people know I me. Mean, I'm a stats guy. I like to always follow it during the season. And I look at, like, the, some of the patterns of, of, of what, what, what what ends up happening, you know, throughout the season. And I do think, in terms of chances, great. I do think we, we definitely do not create as many chances as Liverpool and City. Like, there's, there's like, a, a significant gap in terms of that, that regard. And never just that, but you look at the risks we take in terms of, like, shots, you know, like, shots per 90. We're taking 14. That's that's equivalent to how many um, Leicester are taking and Arsenal are taking. And you've got City or more like 18 per 90 and, and Liverpool 90 per 90. Like it just shows you that there's like a, a bit of like a hesitancy to take the risk. And when you don't have shooters in your team, you do tend to like pay the price in, in, in that regard. And um going on going on a bit more you know, to the Babs, City game. Right? Go, yeah, go on, you're, saying, you're saying about the numbers. I think it's decision making in the final third, and it, it's a it's quality. The issue mm. is the quality of players, it's not the system. Because if you look at it from the first half, I think in the first 25 minutes, there was two opportunities. One where, what's it called? Lukaku, the one we described when Lukaku could have given it to Ziyech, yeah? Why does he not shoot? Or why does he not release Alonso, which is the simple decision-making? He goes for the difficult pass that Suarez would most probably struggle to pull off. And we know Lukaku, boy, like his, his footwork isn't the best. Then there was one for Ziyech, who's meant to be technically sound. He overhits the pass. And Liverpool and Man City don't overhit those pass. If anything, they underhit it, but somehow still manage to get a shot away in that situation. And with us, it's we never get the shots away because the final pass is never productive. And I think that comes back to inconsistent players, players that aren't title-winning players. I know people are going to say, oh, Lukaku won a title with Inter. But there's A-grade players and then there's B-grade players that are meant to fight for top four. And I view Lukaku as one of those and I view ZH one level lower. And same place as Pulisic. Yeah, I get you to a degree, but for, for me, like, I don't know. Sometimes like, I watch the way we play, I watch the way we attack and how we build up and... I don't know, it, it, it does worry me, but we'll, we'll definitely get, get into that a bit more later into the show. But obviously to the Brighton game now, you know, we look at that, that's, that's the second Premier League game, you know, from since Saturday. And out of the six available points, we got a, what, a, a whopping one. You know, guys, what, what, what went wrong? You know, we, 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 we seem to have seen the lesson that, that, that was to be played in the first game, you know, against him at the start, against him at Stanford Bridge, you know, without, um, without Basuma. You know, to, to hold them in, in midfield, you know, without, I believe, even Lewis Dunk. It, it seems to be missing quite a few players. You know, what, what do you guys think went wrong in that game? And do you think Tuchel got it wrong or do you just think it was the players again? I'll leave that one to you, Alexis. Um, for me, I, I think we just met a team that's technically, sadly, I can't believe I'm going to say it's on, their, on that day was more superior to us. They knew their system better. They were comfortable in possession. Um, 
Their wing backs were killing us. Cucurella is a baller. Tariq Lamptey was causing all sorts of problems. And the problem in that situation was when we started, when we were in possession, we were basically playing a four at the back. But the minute we lost it, because Cucurella was going so high up, Ziyech had to work overtime and get him back. And it almost, we were playing their game instead of them playing ours. They were like, the, they came across as the better team. And I don't know whether that's a systemic issue or an individual issue, but I was very disappointed in the midfield because you would expect our midfield to gain control of that game, considering Basuma's not there. But yet we still struggled to grab it by the scruff of the neck and dictate play. And we weren't very safe in possession. Like in possession, it was wor- it, it, There were so many things that got me worried. Like I wasn't even surprised when we drew up. If anything, I was thankful, and that's worrying. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. Um, focus on the game too much because that that game. I think that game may just be the nail in the coffin for me this season, but. I'm going to get you guys' thoughts on this. So, you know, it, we, I, I know a lot of us were, were probably begging, you know, by the 50th, 60th minute, 70th minute even, for a substitution. It only took until the 80th minute for Tuka to make a triple substitution of Lukaku, Jorginho and Ziyech off for Havertz, Kovacic and Werner. Um, and I want to get you guys' thoughts. Do you think Tuka is making an example of some players, you know? We saw something similar again against City where he didn't make a sub until, what, the 75th minute? You know, what, what do you guys think about that? Or do you think I'm reading a bit too much into it, Jerry? What, what are your thoughts on this? I've, I've heard this as well. But I mean, if you look at the bench, um, in terms of changing the game, like what, what did we really have on the bench? Like he, he the, the only player I can think of who maybe would have had an impact is Kovacic. And I mean, looking at the bench, you have Werner. Like what, realistically, what is Werner going to do? Like Pulisic, he's, he's so off form. Um, Loftus Cheek, how is that going to get you a goal? Um, Havertz, maybe you bring on Havertz, we retain the ball a bit better, um, and we can build up, um, maybe easier or better. But Havertz is just returning from um, illness and injury, so he, has, he has, doesn't really have any rhythm. So, I mean, people, people, uh, I, I want to change this, don't get me wrong, but after the game, I looked at the bench, I was like, there isn't actually that much there. Um, so in terms of some, I think that the, the team that started the match, people have been crying out for this forward back because it will give us more creativity. So all the creative players, all the threats were on the pitch already. Um, but the thing is, Brighton just, they were so compact um, in the middle. They had um, kind of three in the middle. Um, and then, Two, the kind of win backs and full backs, so that there was two people on either flank, and then three in the middle, and then they were compact, and then the the centre backs Webster and Burn were just eating everything that came into Lukaku. So it was diff- it's difficult to get at them. Um, their press is quite good as well, quite coordinated. Um, so they were just on our necks the whole game. They didn't allow us to build any momentum. Um, so, I mean, maybe the only player I'm thinking that maybe would have had an impact is Havertz. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I, the, the changes were late. But, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know how much of a difference they would have made. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, you, you look at the changes and you look at how Kovacic, you know, was able to impart some, some paces to the game, you know. 
is really stretching right, which we didn't really get, you know, for the first like God knows how many minutes. So I, I do think, you know, that, that there was definitely like something to to get there. You know, I think Timo, as bad as he is, he made a couple of decent runs. Um, Alexis, what do you think? Do you think Tuchel's making examples of some players or? 100%. Do you think? Okay, fair enough. Let's get I into do, it. I do think because the way you need a goal when you take off Romelu Lukaku. Mm. I don't think there he we does go. This is what I was waiting for somebody to get at. Uh, what you, he doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, but he, he, he gave him he gave him eighty minutes. Yeah, but the thing is, Jerry, even he though, take though right, start the season, he doesn't take. Why minutes. not? Why not? Because Tuku, the price tag, he believes that there's going to be a moment of brilliance. I think he's blaming him for a lot of what's going on now, whether it's rightly or wrongly. Because you saw him throw think... him under the bus after the Man City that... game. Lukaku was trash. Like, yeah, he was trash. Garbage. That but game, even, like. okay, but you said it yourself, right? We didn't have attacking threats to get you the goal. But who's more likely to get you a goal in that moment? Lukaku or Callum Hudson Odoi? And this is coming from a Cho fan. Like, yeah, definitely Lukaku. So you keep but, Lukaku uh, on, but he was making, for me, he was definitely, there was, look, you're not big into the team and you're going to come off. And I don't care if we sacrifice points here. No, I, I, think, I think you lot are reading too much into it. Do you like? Do you know how stressful it is on the touchline? Do you think Tuchel has time to think about all these politics? I, I, I think, I think, I think you lot are reading too much into it. This guy, a tactical manager, thinking about all these things, the structure he's planned for the week from the week before, all the things they worked on in training, the systems that aren't happening. He's thinking about the six or seven people on the bench thinking about what who to bring on. He's analyzing the game. He doesn't have time for. He's not thinking about Lukaku. If right. anything, uh, your star number nine, your big summer signing. I'm, I'm pretty sure Lukaku's on his mind. If anything, for me, he just didn't have enough subs because Hudson Odoi was poor, Lukaku was poor. Um, I could just preface it by saying everyone was poor. So it was just for me. I think he makes decisions first from a tactical point of view. Like, how can I impact the game tactically? Um, and Taking off the controller and Jorginho for um, Kovacic to bring more impetus. That makes sense. Um, bringing on Werner to maybe stretch the defence. That makes sense again. Um, Havertz for Lukaku to retain the ball a little bit better when it goes up to them. Again, makes sense. You have creation on the pitch in terms of hudson Adoy, Mount, um, and then Havertz and Werner to, to, to get in the mixer. Um, more men in the box. I'm just I'm just spitballing here, but I I think the the whole politics thing. Listen, I I, I don't know if Tuchel's that kind of guy. Maybe he is, maybe he is, but I struggle to believe that he took off Lukaku just to make a point. Mm. It'll definitely be something interesting to um follow as the season progresses. So um, next up on the show, I want to get a bit more into it, you know. So um, Jerry, you, you obviously see me. Be, I, I've been I've been banging on. I've been I've been calling people out in the in the chat. Well, not really calling people out, but you know me. I, I like to I like I like to go back a bit. So um. If you look, and I did a bit of a comparison in the Discord initially, but if you look at um, us since um, November, you know, the, the, the three title chasers. So, you know, we've got us, you know, we've Chelsea, you've played 13 games. You've got City, you've played 12, and you've got um, Liverpool, who've played 11. So, you look at that, you know, we've had 13 unavailable points to win. Guess how many points you've actually accumulated in, within that time? 19. You look at Liverpool, 33 points, they've accumulated 23. And then you look at City, 36 out of 36 points. This is the form that we've had, like, going in from match week 11, you know, coming into today. You know, the, this is this is just what, from the Burnley game? You know, so 
this is a bit of like a long-term look about how our seasons, you know, it seems to have been panning out. And I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this, you know, in terms of like how we've been going, you know, over the winter period and coming into now heading into the World Cup. Um, I'll take this one from the beginning. Um, you see, the problem here is, right, we went into the season with, well, I went into the season with very small expectations. I thought we got 66 points last time. 80 to 85 points is what I'm aiming for. Whether That's not going to be enough to win the league, only because of who we're competing against. Then we start, and with every passing result, you start convincing yourself. Oh, you know what? Maybe this team's better than I thought. And then you start adding elements such as, what if when Lukaku starts firing? Even though I don't like the fit, he's still going to get you the 15 goals. And if anything, this winter period has been humbling. It's a little bit more drastic than I thought it would be. 19 points is pretty bad. But it's normal because we're not a contender. Where I think 80 points is what we should be aiming for. Um, 80 to 85 at this moment in time. And then next year we push on. Because the players we dep- depend on, Mount, Cho, they're not... They're still young and developing. Our experienced heads should be carrying us, the Timo Werners, the Ziyeshes, the Lukaku's. And at this moment in time, they're not doing their job. And all the disruptions with injuries, I think it's understandable. I really do. Like I'm trying to try- take some positivity out of this season. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'm being clouded with my judgment. No, no. It's definitely interesting because you know you raised eighty to eighty-five points um total. What we're twenty-three games in three, so forty-four points. So that's what roughly what one point eight, one point nine point per game. Yeah. So that will leave us with what like seventy-two to seventy-five points. So it would take quite a turnaround in the second half of the season, and hopefully, you know, with Reese James, you know, hopefully coming after coming back after the international break. We got sixty-six last year though, Babs. Like yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll be an improvement, like, but you know, didn't we win twelve games last year, or no, we drew twelve games. So, yeah, so and, currently and then we lost we quite eight. a few as well. Yeah. So, like when you when you look at it, I think those losses are turning into draws, which still isn't good. Like mm. because points wise, you get one. Like you'd rather lose two games and win win two games in that in that situation, like instead of draw yeah. four. Hey, you know what, Alex? I, I like the positive speech you're trying to take to it. You know, I, I respect, I respect it for, for sure. Um, hey, come Jerry. on, I'm not always negative. <laughs> Jerry, what, what do you think about the, the, those numbers there and? How indicative do you think they are of our season so far? Um, I think they tell the story of, of 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 a team struggling to find any consistency. I think I referenced uh, Conte's season where it didn't matter how well we played, um, everything just seemed automatic. Like, um, and obviously the Premier League didn't really they hadn't they weren't used to seeing the three at the back. So we were just taking every team by surprise. Like it took it took a while for for um, teams to even figure out how to play against us. Um, so just off the shock factor, like we were cooking, um, and I think obviously we had Eden Hazard um, in those tight games. Uh, I think the thing about the Premier League is definitely a league that momentum is important because a lot of our games this season, when you don't get that extra goal. Um, I think I said in the group, uh, when we went 1-0 up, are, are we going to score again? That's, that's the question. Because I, I think I'm, 
remember saying almost the exact same thing when we played Brighton last time. Yeah. It's about, can we display enough moments of quality to, to build up a lead? Because most teams in the Premier League, if you go into seven, 70 minutes and this is teams that aren't even in the game. Brighton dominated us for a lot of the game. Teams that aren't in the game. If you if you go into the second half um, and it looks like you're not going to get a goal, they're energised by that um, and they come at you. So not being able to get that second goal or keep the pressure on other teams, that leaves us vulnerable to the, the momentum swinging against us. And that's what's happened time and time again. So I think I think th- those stats just tell the story of, of where we are as a team. Um, what I'm curious to see is the progress we make if we if we win all our games to the end of the season we that leaves us on 89 points which that's asking for a lot man it is asking for a lot um so i mean last last season what we were on 66 points and that was enough uh for top four this season Mm. um we'll we'll see we'll see where we get to but i think we need to make it comfortable I exactly. don't think it needs it like it can't right. go down to the last day. It can't go down to the last three games. It needs to be a, one of those comfy top fours where we're not worried about it at the end of the season, and that will be a sign of progress for me. Because well, I think the remit. Done... Sorry, I think the remit was to close the gap on City. That's but what... last year we finished twenty-five points, then we away from a more like something crazy out of that. So no, you know, I, don't, I think it was like twenty. I'll look it up now, but I think it was 21 points, something like that. Nah, wait. No, it was worse. Yeah. Was it, it was worse than that. Because I, oh, I think so. C, C only finished, what, 86? I think that would have been, what, 19 points? Yeah, we were 19 points off City last season. But you got to remember, that was sitting in a, in a down season even, you know, only winning 27 yeah. games. So And it was 86 points. Yeah, 86 points. Yeah, so it was 19, but it was 86. And I think they're going to absolutely destroy 86 this year. Yeah. yeah. So the the I think maybe my my thing to that is, as much as we're trying to improve, let's not forget that other teams are also doing the same thing. Um. So yeah, I mean, for me, the moment we 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 went out of the title race, um, I kind of just lost interest in all the Premier League games because, um, I, I don't sit down in front of my TV to watch the race for top four. So, um, I'm just looking to see the improvements we make. Um over the upcoming season, whether we can solve the issues. I think that's what these games should be for. I think we've got enough quality to make top four. Um, and if we, I think how we finish, whether we finish comfortably or whether we scrape it, depends on how well Tuchel can manage the issues that we have, how whether he can find solutions for them, whether solutions exist for these issues. Um, and I think a lot of people are looking at, well, this, this window, um, and the summer window as really important. And last season we already made one signing. And I guarantee you this summer we're going to be focused on outgoings primarily because we've got a lot of players on the books that we need to get out. So I'm not even that confident that it's going to be a massive overhaul in the summer. I think it'll be maybe two in, two out. That's that's what our board likes to do. So I think it's, it's, it's so important how Tuco addresses the, the issues that we have this season because the squad is going to be pretty much the same like next season. We're going to have... We're going to have... That's, few... pretty, that's pretty damning, man. That's pretty damning. That's what that is so, very so damning. Insane because if you yeah, look right. at it, this is Listen, the same know, squad we, that... We this is the same squad, right? Let me just finish. This is the same squad that's struggled for the last four seasons to 
let alone compete for the league, but finishing top four, you know. So I, I mean, I, I, you would really hope that the, the board will do a bit more to, you know, give, you know, a manager as, as deserving as Tuchel a bit more backing, you know, going into but a season. But then, then again, it's irresponsible to just go out buying players when you've got, you've got Russ Barkley, you've got Marcus Alonso, you've got seven or eight attackers already on high wages. I think if you're going to see movement, it's going to be in the defence, which is the area we probably don't need because we've got three players on uh, contracts running out. Um, Thiago Silva is also, I mean, he's signed a contract, but he's, he's, he's in the twilight of his career. So I think if you're going to see any movement, we'll get maybe two or three. I think Trevor Chalibur, um, but coming in and doing well has lessened, um, has made us need one less um, defender, but you're going to see probably the most signings in the defence. Um, I don't think the midfield, there'll be that much movement because we've got players on loan. So for me, that's what I mean when I say this season is, it's almost, if we get a good finish, then that can take us into next season. So that's all I'm looking for for, for the rest and of the season. You know season. what I'm worried about? And speaking about outgoings, I think the dead wood won't go. Yeah, so then we're going to have to generate money by selling players to, that yeah. we want to keep. Exactly. So exactly. like Brozier, Gallagher, um, what's his name? Uh, that Levi Colwell. All these like just there, you could generate a hundred million. Well, I don't know, about, I don't know, hundred, but six, at least 60, 60 m's. You would be. You wouldn't be surprised if someone bids thirty-five million for Conor Gallagher. Right, I've I've, I've seen less. I've seen lesser players go for for more off low Premier League minutes. So like, true, like I think they've quoted for twenty-eight. I think they've quoted twenty for Brozier. Yeah, uh, Gwey, he played, what's it called, uh, no Premier League minutes and went for 20, could potentially rise to 25. Like, this is English premium that you're paying yeah. for at this moment in time. Yeah. So, well, and Chelsea will slap people's hands off. Like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, just include a buyback clause. But then the players don't want to come back in the future because why would I want to come back somewhere where you didn't trust me? Especially if you look at Brozier, you only have Lukaku and you don't trust me to be a backup. Why would I ever want to come back? No, nah, I think I think with with Brozier going now, I think there was confidence from not just not just the club but among the fan base. There was confidence that Lukaku and Havertz would be enough because Werner, don't forget, Werner's technically a striker, um, and we've got Hutton and Mount in two of the areas. We've got Pulisic, Ziyech, and another other let's let's say those two roles behind the strikers. We've got four players for those two roles. Um, and then free for that. Well, you could you could add Werner to either category, but that's a, that's a lot of players. No, but I'm talking There's about this summer. Like Brozier will come back. Say for example, Brozier gets 15 league goals and outscores Lukaku. Like in his head, that he will think that would be I, hilarious. Oh, that is that is that is so Chelsea as well. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, like, this is the issue right now because we're not, we're never going to get rid of this dead wood unless the club either A, accept to lower their standards. And, like, so Alonso, you want 20, someone offers you eight, sell him, or try get 10. Or yeah, you have to run their contracts down. And that's the worrying part. That's the worrying part, man, because with, with me, man, we, we've seen this enough with Chelsea, and we, we know players tend to our last the managers. And with a manager like Tuchel, I'm telling you right now, like teams will be swarming to give an opportunity to really be backed. You know, you look at Madrid with Ancelotti. Ancelotti, he's not going to be there for long. And with Madrid's new Galactico season, you know, Galactico, um, you know, period coming up, you know, hey, if, if they are going to go for a manager, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them for going for him. And even even on that on that Broha part, you know, both him and Lukaku are you know, the exact same amount of goals you're this season, you know. With Broha having like a slightly better like minutes minutes per game like return. And yeah, it it does go to show that um sometimes you have got to trust these guys. But you know, coming to the next part of the show, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. You know, it, it seems to be a lot of um law abiding citizens amongst the Chelsea fan base, you know. Matt Law seems to drop a article one people just <laughs> completely utterly lose their mind you know and i want to get you guys' thoughts on it um do, do you guys think you know that the board are are, are using matt law as some people like to say it's like a, a mouthpiece or do you think the board are currently failing to back to call do you think there's a bit more to it alex i'm gonna come over to you um i think there's a few journalists that the board not, maybe not the board, but individuals within the club use to sprinkle out stories. Um, Matt Law is definitely one of them. Um, I think there was a lot of hysteria on the timeline, like there normally is whenever he puts out an, a, a big article. For example, his most recent one was an opinion-based article. But he's he knows what he's doing. He's very subtle and he's very good at it. He knows that a lot of people just read the t- uh, the headline and read the few bullet points that he includes underneath the headline describing the article and people take it as gospel, like it's concrete. And he's starting to mount the pressure on, on Thomas Tuchel. And then you have Frank's boys working for other publications and other TV networks coming out with statements like, oh, Frank was sacked for less. Fully ignoring context in we've won a Super Cup, won a Champions League, the injury crisis we're under now, the start, the amazing start we had. I think this is just the media being the media, but at the same time, there's no smoke without fire, and I wouldn't be surprised if a loss against Spurs turns it up even more and our board start getting trigger-happy, if that makes sense. I'm not saying they'll sack him, but they'll start considering it. Yeah, Jerry, what are your um, thoughts? I think, you know, we we have a, a we have a media department, and the board can't exactly put out their opinions through the Chelsea club, um, the, the Chelsea club media. So it's widely known that there are 
there are certain journalists that are briefed on certain things um and they obviously all have their own sources within the club so i agree with alexis there's no smoke without fire um but in terms of the frenzy that that is generated from these articles um i think i think a lot of our fan base and a lot of people on twitter are are, are quite young um so it's quite I think I think the, those reactions are a young man's game. Um, I, I'm not that old myself, but um, I definitely don't. I take. I think you you have to learn to take things with a pinch of salt. I think sure. when when stuff comes out, I think you have to take a step back and look at things in context. Uh, because I can tell you, as someone who writes article myself, listen, you can spin anything any way you want. Um, so you got to remember that these guys are looking for clicks. We're in the age of clicks. So that's, that's what they want. Um, and most times the most interesting part of an article is the headline. So, um, I think, listen, in terms of him being sacked, if he was, if he was, I think we're, I think we're so far away from that. Um, the, the, the mood around the camp is, was concerning, but I think people are reading too much into like the fact that ZH didn't celebrate. Like he does that a lot. Like I, I think people are reading into uh, a bit too much into that. The whole Lukaku ZH argument, like I, I, everyone goes to goes football and doesn't get past the ball and argues with a person who like like come on like these are not these are not these are not big things. Um, and obviously they say um, tiny drops make a, a massive ocean. So. Uh, what what usually happens at Chelsea is these things snowball um, into um, bigger bigger issues, and um, these are the same players that happened um, under Lampard. A lot of these players played under Sari. Um, uh, a lot of them actually even played under Conte. So I think what 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 people are, are experiencing right now is PTSD. So I think everyone needs to calm down first of all, um, and I think. The board aren't they're not like they're not stupid. They they see the quality that Tuchel has, um, and the, I think the only thing that will make him get sacked is if he completely loses the dressing room, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, so for me, I think I think we we all need to relax a little bit. Jared, um, there's another thing that could get him sacked. What's that? Fear of missing out on top four, and if we lose to Spurs, the way these games in hand work, and considering when we come back from the Club World Cup, because we haven't got a league game in for a while now. The table could be looking different. But the thing is, the, the thing is, Alexis, if we sack, let's say say we sack Tuchel, right? What next? Thing is, that, that's another I'm thing. not saying I would do it. That, that's another thing. they're illogical. Like, sometimes the decisions they made, right, in, in the past, they've never made sense. And uh, they... A lot, of the, a, lot, a lot of the seconds made sense. And some of them even should have happened earlier. Um... Can you tell me one second it didn't make sense? The Carlo one didn't make sense. Uh, that was it, ages ago. I feel like our board has developed. No, but then uh, the Jose one the second time out. For me, nah, he, he, he should have gone. Back he should have gone. Early, like, back like, nah, he should have gone. Early, and then they, you don't back the manager. He goes into a rut. They sack him, and then yeah, it, it's an ongoing cycle. And the same we were, thing. We were th- again. we were thirteenth. It wasn't a rut. We were thirteenth. No, we were sixteenth actually. When Carl when um Hidden came in, we were sixteenth. That's that's unacceptable. Like. He should have, he should have been sacked way way earlier. Like that he was, should have, he that, should have that even been brought back in the first place. That, when that exactly, game. that was crazy. Like, yeah. Um, but, in yeah. terms in terms of Carlo, like I wasn't really like aware of football. Like I was I was a Chelsea fan, but I wasn't really like 
I didn't really understand football like that well, so I don't have that much recollection of. Do you think AVB should have been sacked that quick? A hundred percent. Come on, AVB came in with a remit. They didn't okay, allow so, him to yeah. even. He lost the dressing room. The, the, the issue that's was the he, was, he lost, he lost the dressing yeah. room. That was a big lost issue. The dressing room, yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, to, to, to go on to the next point, you know, I want to get even, a bit more. Even, even he's actually conceded that he, he came in, he was a young coach. Like he came in, he thought, uh, I've got to stamp my authority. Um, but it's different with Arteta, with like Aubameyang and, and, and Partey and them, man. These are, these are, these are legends, like John Terry, like Lampard, like it's, it's, it's different levels. Mm. So I agree with most of the seconds that have happened. And I think a lot of people get too tired to holding on. Oh, we got we got to give him time. We got to hold on. Like if you're if you've worked in a job, you can tell who's a bad manager. You can tell when it's not working. Like time won't do anything. Like time often. So so in terms of when Lampard was sacked, something the board said is we're not we're, we're sacking him because we don't see any route to improvement. And as as fans, like it was evident. Like. At the time, I could have told you before he took the job that was going to happen. <laughs> right. But at, yeah, at time, let's 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 leave that a bit a bit more to say. Let's let's move over the show. You know, yeah. yeah let's, 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 let's 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 you know let's, let's talk a bit more about current Chelsea. You know, not not, not, not the good old days, but I want to get you guys' thoughts and um whether you guys think you know Chelsea like a talent ID. You know, something like I complained about in the main part could pass like a, a month ago and something that Jerry you know said stuck out to me. You know, we, we we've had we have Conte players you know here, we have Sari players here. We have Lampard players here. We have ball players here. We, we even have a, a Jose Mourinho player here. You know, do, do, do you think this like constant changing of managers and philosophies, you know, with, with a lighter managers, you know, going from like a Conte to a Sarri, from a Sarri to a Lampard, from a Lampard to a Tuchel, do you think this is costing Chelsea, you know, when, when it comes to buying all these players? And how, how do you guys think we can really catch up to a City? Because, you know, it, it does seem as though they have like one seeming of, of, of like a line aligning in the way they in the way they sign players. Do you think we lack a talent ID or do you do you I'll think just I'll it? just say one word and that's synergy. I think you need the, the reason why all these different managers have all different types of players is we're just hiring the essentially we're hiring the flavor of the month. Um yeah so these guys all have different philosophies. I think as a club we just need to decide how we want to play and just sign players to that effect. And that's Thanks. what I'm gonna say. And we need to sign comfortable in possession players. I think part of the reason why City always small boy, boy us, and I like that expression because it's exactly what they do to us. All their players, 1-11, one, one including their keeper, is comfortable in possession. So they always play out of tight areas. They can, they're very, the worst player might be Kyle Walker, and he doesn't always play. But even he is good to a, to a standard. With yeah, us, the, the got too many... is, is so high. Hey, I've seen yeah. Kyle Walker play some passes into the final third that I haven't seen from any of our players. So, yeah, and with us, right, we've got one too many players. Like, for example, I, I love Kante, right? But Kante's not going to play a good tick attacker style of football where you're retaining it in tight areas. He's good at it at times, but not consistently across, I think, 30 games. But he, so he's not bringing that to the table. And we don't have an identity of what we want to do. Alonso's terrible at it. Aspie's terrible at it. People get excited because one clip goes viral of Aspie doing a few passes and they're like, oh, he knows how to play out the back. He really doesn't. He's developed from when he first came in, but he's still not. He's not at Manchester City. He would have got he would have been one of the wingbacks or fullbacks to get sold straight away at Manchester City. 
And I think that that's the issue. And then you have signings that have no, there's no sign of how you're going to play. Like how was Werner signed and how was Lukaku signed if you're trying to be a possession-based team? Like it makes it makes no sense. You know, the, the Werner one is the craziest for me because I, 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 the only place I knew Werner was football manager. So I hadn't seen him play. Um, I'd seen a few like highlights and stuff, but I didn't really know what, what we were signing. Um, but you can't, like, obviously there's there's a bit of Bundesliga tax. So you probably looked a bit mad in, in Germany with all the space and all the transitions. But man, like, our scouts really should have known better. <laughs> like, and the it's worst cra- thing is, if you crazy. watched him for Germany, you would have known his, he's not comfortable yeah, that, in that, that 2018 World Cup was very telling. Very telling. And I think even, even in the Confederations Cup where he scored goals, right, and they won it, he did not look comfortable in possession. And I always think that's a good sign of whether the player's a good player or he's just a player that's going through a great run and uses his pace as an attribute. Because good defences can mark a pacey guy out the game. But good defences will struggle against someone that's comfortable in possession. Because once the ball goes to him, he sticks and he can do, he can do more things in the tighter areas. A pacey guy needs more room. So if you're switched on and your position is right, they'll deal with it. And sadly, Werner gets dealt with nine out of ten times because of that. Yeah, I think that's spot on. You know, I, I, I definitely think in Chelsea, we, we, we do like that technical base of play that we like to sign. You know, how, how can a club, you know, sign the likes of a Bakayoko and a Drinkwater of a 70 million combined, you know? Uh, how, how, how does that happen? You know, how, how do you sign a Marcus Alonso as successful as he's been? You know, how, how do you sign on these players? Like, what, what's going on within our scout department? Why is there not one aligned vision? And I think it is down to what Jerry and, and you, Alexis, have said, you know, the one synergy, the, the one aim, you know, within the boards. And we can only hope that going forward it is fixed because I remember I was reading an article, you know, early on in the season about um, Scott McCockland. You know, everybody probably knows his name. The guy spoke about um, watching Saul for two odd seasons you know, and he marked him as being the missing piece in the Chelsea jigsaw, you know. And then, however, after the same day that piece came out, m- mark my words, Saul was on a stream with a, with a footballing journalist saying, talking about how shit he has played for the last two years. So it just goes to show <laughs> whatever the hell these scouts are watching, boy. Do you know when I knew we were finished? When we when we signed Danny Drinkwater, I, I, I just want listen b- before I die. I want to meet who number one who authorized that forty million pounds leaving that bank account, and number two the person who suggested it. I need to meet those people before I die because I've I've words for them. And you know, Danny like, Drinkwater, Jerry said it perfectly. Flavor of the month for managers, flavor of the month for players as well. Yeah, yeah. But players all the time names it, and it's stupid. I put a tweet out today about. Why do we never go for a Jota? And Jota was very good scouting from Liverpool because you anyone that watched Wolves and scouted Jota, you could tell he was very comfortable in possession. Him and Jimenez had a very good link-up play. The only issue why the numbers weren't there is because Wolves played like 60 metres away from the goal. So everything always had to ha- happen in the counter-attack. Mm. But you could tell Jota was comfortable enough in possession to link up play against a low-block defence. Exactly. Yet Chelsea will never look at a player like that. For example, a Pedro Neto is there now, right? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you, you read my mind. You read my mind. Comfortable on the ball, 
good with both feet, can take a they man on. Evil wings. Evil wings. Rafinha, another one. Why are Chelsea not considering them? But as much as I like Usman Dembele, I wouldn't be surprised if we go for the Usman Dembele signing over one of those two. You take me right into the next section to show, you know, Usman Dembele, you know, it seems that Barcelona are trying to, their hardest to get, get get rid of him, whether it be terminate his contract this season, you know, force him out of the squad. What do you guys think? Are you guys worried about the injuries or do you think there's one final dance between him and Tuchel? Jerry, I'm going to come over to you. <laughs> I just, you know, you know, when people say like, they just want one season of, of normal Chelsea, how must the Barcelona fa- fans feel? Because... It's been absolute chaos over there for like the last three, four years. But um, in terms of Dembele, listen, I, I appreciate his talent. Um, if he signs, I'm not going to stand outside Stamford Bridge with a pitchfork uh, and try chase him out. But for me, I just, I want to sign players on the up. Um, I want to sign young dynamic talent um, because I'm not sure, like, I, obviously I don't watch him. Um I loved him in Germany, um, but I, I'm concerned about the injuries. Um, I think when you when you look at medicals, you can only look at that player's situation at the present period of time. Um, our, our medical team is the same one who did the Pulisic medical, and they okayed that. They didn't. They had no idea what his injury record would be like. They can only speculate. Um, and I have a lot of friends. Is that Pulisic? Who, you said. Yeah, Pulisic. Mate, he had injury problems at, at Dortmund as well. Yeah, but listen, we still sat, we still, we still okayed it enough to spend. Like, injuries years. don't matter. You can still sell t-shirts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so for me, there's certain things in football where I'm, I see them and I, mm, that looks like a bad idea. But you know what? I'll wait and see. So for me, that that's that's the way I feel about it. Um, it doesn't. It looks like a bad idea. Um, the, the the other thing is the, the amount of money he's going to be on, um, free or not. Uh, we do have quite a high wage bill, which I think is one of the factors in w- why the board are reluctant to give um, Rudy got a contract he wants. We already have uh, a lot of these attackers were signed in the in the last three four years, um, so they're all on quite big money. Um, so for me, it's just. I'm looking at I'm looking at the balance of the of the move, and I feel like we can get the positives of Dembele somewhere else without all the other things on the side of the, all the things on the other side other side of the scale. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I would love for him to come here and do well, but I'm not I'm not convinced yet. It's worrying, Alexis. I know I've I've seen your thoughts, but let the listeners know. I like the player. I like the player a lot, and. The player, if fully fit, comes in and arguably might be one of our best forwards. The only problem is, is the injuries. And I call it lazy scouting. Because this is typical Chelsea, right? You bro, go, ooh, bro lazy scouting. It's, it's typical Chelsea, man. It it's, really is, man. It's like, oh, this is a great name. Usman Dembele potentially could have been a golden boy. So Coming on the three as well, like this. Oh, my God. And next thing you know, Chelsea will sign him and then he's injured consistently. People will say we back, the board backed the manager. They gave him exactly what he want. But sometimes just do your due diligence. Like, for example, Babs, you say you, you look at the statistics a lot, right? The numbers. 
Yeah, but I've also, hey man, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, man. I'll be watching a lot of games, man. Exactly. So you, you don't even work for the club. So you would think someone that works for the club, it's their job, a nine to five, to scout players. With the resources Chelsea have, they'll go and watch this player over and over again. I, I, read that. I think we have like if one of, if not the biggest scouting networks amongst so Europe. It makes no sense why we always go for the same names. Like, surely there is a way of doing it where you actually have a short list of players that no one else knows. Or not even no one else knows, but no one else is currently going for that haven't blown. You know what, you know what the thing is? So I feel like in terms of talent ID, um, the club, I think the club do identify talents. Um, we were in for Bellingham. Um, I think we were aware of Haaland before he went to um, Salzburg, Salzburg or... Yeah, yeah, before he well, went from... Yeah, I think it's the decision-making at the top. I think, uh, you remember when we, were, uh, when we went for Neymar, we were reluctant to spend 30 mil on a 19-year-old at the time. Um, I think he chose Barca anyway. But um, when we went for Aguero, it was a similar thing. Uh, we think, as a club, I think our, our hierarchy believe that experience um is a really important thing so recently um before obviously have a i can't really remember us spending big money on any uh young players oscar was um, the last one oscar was, you know the summer where we got oscar and hazard that yeah. was the summer where they went for that whole refresh the squad will go up and come in yeah kdb so, was i think six uh, six months before that salah came after and that profile works, but you just have to be patient with them. You don't even if you sign good players, you don't even really have to be patient. I mean, they're no, little. When they I can say be patient, little, you're not going to win the league with them straight away. And I think that's what the club want to do, right? They want to win the league, but they want to do it the cheapest way possible. Is that the cheapest way possible? We just spent hundred million on Lukaku. Yeah, but in their thing is, Jerry, we think in a different way to the board clearly thinks because in their head, Lukaku was a certainty to score twenty to twenty five goals this year. Do you know who was a certainty? Fucking Erling Haaland. That, yeah, that's who the I can't lie. I don't even agree with that, man. Listen, I don't agree with that, that at guy, all. I, Haaland, I'm, I'm all in. Haaland was a certainty of getting all two stops. I, I all, guarantee it. I guarantee listen, it because look at the way he played and look at the way our strikers are are, are, are suffering. I just know. The, I just the know. for last season. I'm telling you right now, if Mina Raiola is watching Harlem go for our strikers, our group, strikers, okay, our strikers, Jerry, Jerry, I promise you, I promise you, Tuchel will be gone because you know how Mina is. You know how he is. There's, yeah, but no I, way. I, I, at least it's no not the player way. doing the interviews. Who would you rather do interviews? You. Lukaku hey, or Mina? Look, 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 I get you. I agree with you, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think Harlem is like. I, I, look, I prefer Harlem. I like Harlem, and I think. He offers the bit option because he has resale value, but I don't think he would have been a surefire. We're going to get thirty plus goals because I don't think we're a team that that like contributes to getting a striker having like plenty of chances. And boy, for me, that, see, that's know, the thing. That's the thing. Does Haaland need plenty of chances? Because last season, um, in the in the games against low blocks, yeah, we did we did struggle um, creating chances, but. My goodness me! There were there were games where it was literally chance after chance after chance after chance. I, I get league. you, I get you, right? Just no one. To put this, is, this, in. this season, and we look at how Tuchel's using um, Lukaku. Even I don't like him. You know, he's using him as this target man. You know, this this focal point. Harlan's not playing like that. 
Haaland is not playing. Haaland sure wants to be that? on transitions, getting the ball in behind. Bro, I was watching Dortmund last season. Think he would win a game. I was watching. I was watching him. I was watching Sancho. I was watching Bellingham. I'm telling you right now, he is not playing that as a focal point. I think he may have had a bit more better luck in front of goal than Lukaku. I think he's the better player, but I don't think he would have been like night and day. You know, I think we will still be here, you know, complaining about the chances that we're creating, you know, the, the quality of chances we're creating, you know. Like, I I, I think, <laughs> I, I really do think that with Raiola as well, on the way we play, I think it, it would just be a recipe for disaster. I don't know what you think, Alexis, about that. I don't know, man. For me, we must be, we would be cursed if Haaland came and didn't bang then the, we have an issue with that position. Never buy a striker again and just go with a false nine going forward. But, like, once again, right, Haaland, it's too late at that point. You're yeah, overpaying ridiculously. Exactly. It's too late. My issue is, like, for example, I'm not saying go sign Vlahovic right now, but this is the time you go and get him when he's 35 to 40 mil. It's like with Declan Rice. I don't want Declan Rice. But if you wanted Declan Rice and you believed in the idea of the player, why didn't you just go and pay the 40 50 instead of now having to pay most probably the I mean, 80 90 I mean, the guy was in our academy. so. <laughs> but um, but you, you understand what I mean, Jerry, right? Yeah, it's, we, we always, we always wait. Yeah, we, always, we always wait. For 22 million this summer. Bro. Uh, 22 to 25. That, that's talking about Tr- Alexis, as you, as you just said. It's the same Scott McCoughlin who, who you know, who'd been sky and sour talking about him being a missing gem. You also said that he felt that Truemeni was, was, wasn't ready. And yeah. you look at how he's played this season, that like he's come on leaps and bounds in his overall play. I, I, I don't get this not ready thing. Like, the, the first thing we should be looking for is do they have the characteristics to play in the Premier League? Yep. Exactly. If yes, second of all, are they at the appropriate talent level? If yes, are they appropriate character for our squad? If yes, forget about being ready or not. No one is ready for the Prem. You, Bro, you come we saw and, that last season, man. But we're we, saw that, we saw that with Saul. Yeah. And you know the what the is, worst the thing, thing is, is? The thing is, if you have talent, talent is the is the one thing. Talent and then the right... Yeah. Talent carries. If you've got talent and PMP, that's all you need in the Prem. And that's, that's exactly it. And Saul misses one element of that greatly. I the think PMP. he misses two of them. Yeah, I think he misses two of them, bro. He's comfy in possession, but because he lacks the PMP, he gets rattled. And yeah. so then he starts overthinking and it gets into his head, hence why he looks so untidy in possession. But really, Saul is very neat and tidy in possession. The problem is he, he gets rattled because he knows he's athletically not, not good enough to compete. Yeah, but in terms of talent, listen, neat and tidy, you you you'll find that for a buck fifty across the Premier League. Um, we need a bit more than neat and tidy. Um, but and and that's what I mean. We, we need to be looking for these. Like Marcus Alonso is one of the most baffling signings. Um, that's a Conte signing for me. You know that that stinks of Conte. Ashley Young, it does. Victor Moses, it does. It does. Like, it does. Darmian, that but, is Conte. But as a club, um, there's a lot of signings that we make that. Um, the, the the mouthpieces of the club, the journalists are like, yeah, these are board signings. The club have been monitoring this player for a few years, and they thought this was the right time to go get him. Um, Malang Saar um, was opportun like opportunistic signing, got him with free contract. But there, there's there's like signings, certain sign. I think Havertz is one of those. Um, Havertz was a club signing, um, not not a Lampard signing. Um, and then obviously we have the balance between club signings and manager signings. Uh, but this is what I was this is what I was referencing before. Like, if we had the same type of manager, 
come in over and over again. Um, you would have the next manager coming in and would have the same players, maybe not his ideal players, but definitely easier for him to, to work with. And I think part of the challenge as a coach is working with players that aren't the ideal um, for you. But on the other hand of that argument, you can't, you can't, um, you can't, you can't shoot a gun with plastic bullets. Like at the end of the day, you need the right characteristics. And there's no point playing a counter-attacking, uh, a counter-attacking game with a team full of Georginos. Um, so that that that's that's essentially what what I want from our recruitment. And it seems that we have the ID. It's just at the top level, the decision making on who to sign just is 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 very reliant on who's the who's the most experienced and who's who's doing it that year. Um, so yeah, that that's. That's that's why I feel like we've gone for players like Lukaku, but um, I'm hopeful at least this summer, um, Tuchel maybe has some influence and we can start looking a bit more long term. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll if there's any manager who deserves you know, to be back to be Tuchel, even on that, like for, for me personally, when I, when I talk about backing a manager, it, it, it for me it's, it's never about giving him everything that he wants. You know, everybody knows that the famous story of you know of. Um, Klopp wanting Goetzer, you know, and Julian Brand over the likes of Salah and Mane. That's, that's not what I want. I don't want you giving the manager what I I just want you to have one aligned view. You know, you, you know how the manager wants to play. You know, just get the players, find the players that with high quality that are able to play that level of football. Chelsea Football Club at the current stage of moment in time play a 3 4 3, which is heavily around our wing backs, dynamic wing backs. You, everybody who knows who's played football knows how grueling of a physical job it is to play at wing back. And you only have two oh, wing backs. And not even just that, not even just that, Alexis. Who in their right mind thought Reese James, you know what? He's gonna be able to play like 50 to 60 odd games, you know, this season with the Club World Cup. You know, who who, who thought that Chilwell was gonna be able to play like X amount of games? Not I'm not even saying that the an injury was down to game time, but obviously the ACL injury is a freak injury, but you could see it with Reese, you know, with, with a muscle injury. Like it, this, just comes down to overplaying the player. And and what's even scary about it was the fact that it didn't happen in his position. It happened to him having to play at left wing back, you know. Yeah. And we've known about this Chilwell injury from November. And the, the one thing that that make that really interests me is, and and, and I've I've said it myself, right? Um, obviously, you know, we we can't really sign a, a left wing back because we've got four on the books. Why do we have three other guys in the books? It's because of poor recruitment, you know. And when you when you do recruit like this, it's a lot harder to actually bring in talents which are going to you know allow us to compete, you know, with the likes of City, you know, throughout a season. Because at the end of the day, these guys are the level. You know, City, you know, when they change their place, they hardly drop off a level, you know. And I feel like that's something that we really need to hope that the board are able to back Tuka with because everybody knows that wing back, that kind of position there, and how important to our system it is. I feel like that was like the most important thing that we won in the summer. And I feel like that's why Tuchel won that right-sided Saka. That right-sided player so much, you know, going into the season. And with him not getting it, it has seemed to cost us quite a bit. It's worrying. And I don't feel like the club are learning from their mistakes, which is the issue. Mm. Because it, you see the players we're linked with. And, for example, this summer it's... Kunde, Shu, and many other ones that are consistently named. I'd be happy with those two, but I don't think we'll get them because I think the minute other clubs start being interested, Chelsea are going to be like, we're not going to overpay. So they'll settle for the third or fourth choice. 
but then the third or fourth choice is not good enough to compete and you can't get him off the books. Mm. So you're just stuck with them for the foreseeable future. And yes, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's that twiddle of the farmers, Alexis, that you just mentioned that really worries me because, you know, look at last summer, you know, with Kunde, you know, that's a sign that should have happened at the end of the day, you know. And then you look at it now in January, you know, Sevilla, they look to be selling Diogo Carlos to Newcastle. So just how hard is it going to be to, to sign a, a Kunde, you know, a true many? You know, you know what really irritates me as well? Uh, go on. Our board, right? You want to pay 55 million. Hyper. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was 55 million. Chelsea had an agreement with Sevilla. And then Sevilla said, no, you're paying the release clause, which is, I think it was uh, 65. About 60 odd, yeah. Yeah. Why don't, if you want the player that badly and he's such a sample in your team and you're going to build around him, because given the age that he is and you're signing him, he's going to be in your plans. What is the extra five million? See, the, the problem I have with that is people talk. Um, and I think it's it's dangerous territory to be going into where, um, because at, listen, as much as City, um, as much as they 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 go in and they pay the money, um, they don't let themselves get drawn into paying silly money either. I think they've only spent over sixty million uh, once, and that was Jack, Jack Grealish. Grealish yeah. um, and that was that was English tax. He was star of the well, I don't know about star of the Euros, but he was um, upcoming English star. Flavor of the um, month. Flavor of the month. Yeah, and that's the only time they've gone away from that. But I think it's dangerous territory if you go into negotiations and. And the club knows you're going to, because you really want that player, you're just going to pay whatever they ask. I think 50... You have to make exceptions to your rule. I understand that. Like, for example, City got Bernardo Silva. I think he was 40 million. Uh, Ruben Diaz was, what, 57, 55? These are good fees that I don't think Chelsea would pay because they'll be like, no, we're going to pay the 47 that we think he's worth. I think for me, listen, th- 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 there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, yeah, Ruben Diaz is a very, very good centre-back, but he's not the only centre-back in the world. Um, and I think when you go into the transfer market, you obviously have your strategy and you have your maybe one to three or one to four. Um, just because the player at the top of the list, um, just because you can't get him, your scouting should be such that there's another player who yep, has the characteristics because Definitely. At, at the end of the day, we're not, you know, when these guys, they're not scouting by FIFA ratings, like, it's not we're not putting into uh, um, uh, like a rand, like a uh, a filter or like how everyone over eighty four and above, and it brings back uh, Ruben Diaz at eighty nine rated. Like they, they're scouting for characteristics, and as much as yeah, you have um, Ruben Diaz might have the best um, reputation. It's not. It's not. It's not guaranteed that it will come in and he'll be better than person B. So for me, I think if you have a centre back and a good, if you have a centre back with the characteristics you need and you have a good coach, that's all you need because he has the characteristics that you need. So the coach is going to use them in the way that he he like he needs to use them, um, and over time he'll develop into the player you need him to be. So this this the the, the problem I have with our board is the club says. We're gonna. We we need fifty five mil. If you're only prepared to pay forty five million, why are you waiting to the end of the window? That that's the problem I have. If you if you know if you if you know you're not gonna pay the money, 
But what's the, all the posturing and uh, we'll, we'll wait and see if any opportunities come up because That's we don't. The Hakimi deal, wasn't it? Like the summer. Yeah. You we can pick one every single summer there's a transfer saga that spans the whole summer i'm thinking back to remember alexandro oh. declan rice um john stones um this Allison. summer this is what i mean this is what i mean if you know you're not going to pay the money what are you still doing in the shop yep so window exactly. shopping, and I hate that more than anything. Like, oh, I'll save up and I'll get them, or they're gonna have a sale. No, like, we <laughs> love waiting for a fire sale. Listen, if you if you don't want to sell your players' cut price, what makes you think everyone else? Wants exactly. To sell? Like, exactly. You got twenty million for Alonso, yet you have the audacity to say no. I'm not gonna pay the the sixty for Kunde. Like, come on. Like, exactly. it doesn't. It, it makes no sense. Like, what they're trying to do, and. It really frustrates me when clubs like Brighton go and get a Cucurella, who, in yeah. my opinion, would really be an improvement on our second choice, or even push Ben Chilwell. Exactly, and that's what you want. That's what you want, man. You, you, you really want to push your, your first choice option. Like in, in football, you don't want to be constantly, you know, improving the floor. You want to be pushing the ceiling. You know, you want to be great, keep, great, great, reaching greater heights, and that's what City do. You know, the aim of Jack Greenish was, wasn't to be back up. You know, he was brought in to replace Sterling, and what did that do? it pushed them into even greater heights and they're bearing the dividends of it this season. So um, on to the last part of the show, you know, in terms of like um, how we're going to, how, how Tuchel has been backed. Um, how, how, how we, what are you guys' thoughts, you know, on, on the fact that, you know, it's what the 20th of, of January and it seems though there will be no wing-back signings, you know. Do, 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 do you think that it's, it's a failing and how, how, how we big got a wing-back? We got Kennedy. Boy. I don't know if you saw, but there was a report. <laughs> I think there was a report today saying that Kennedy is not going to, would it be a wing back option anyway? Interesting. Another, another attacker. Boy, who knows, man? Oh, who knows? Because I, I, my, my, my initial opinion, my initial thought was that he was going to be um, brought back to be reloaded. But hey, who, who, who knows, man? I, I doubt he'd be playing for us. Um, seriously. But yeah, what do you guys think about that? The, the lack of, you know, going out and, get, and getting um, a wing back for either side? I get it. I do get it. I do understand it because like Alexis mentioned, we have four wing backs, four left wing backs um, on the books. So unless you're going to do it alone, um, I don't think it makes sense to, to to just buy someone for six months because that's, that's, those are the kind of signings that have us in the predicament we're in. Um, I think what, may, what would make sense if you have a target already identified and then you bring forward that signing, I think that would make sense. Um, but I, I wouldn't say, oh, just back the board, just go sign someone. I, I think um, I think you need to be a bit smarter than that um, or else we're just going to get back into the same cycle of having to sell this guy in a year and a half. So um, I do get it. I think maybe they should have identified some maybe loan of options to buy. But then again, if you think about it, the players that are out there who we'd want or who would be able to impact um, our team, are they willing to leave now? Um, I think... As fans, we don't always have the full story, so um, I get it. Like I, I, I'm not. The league is already gone as well, so I, I don't really know. Like it's, it's, it's all right for me. I'm happy to yeah. wait for summer. The, the league may be gone, but we're still fighting on four fronts. You know, we're, we're still are trying to like consolidate top four. To be fair, but Babs, I'm going to tell you what they're thinking. They're going to say now we've got Kennedy back. Um, <laughs> Castillo's coming back as well because. Birmingham, uh, they're terminating his loan at Birmingham that I saw an article the other day. 
And then they're going to say, Reese James is jogging again. So hopefully Reese can be back before the next Premier League fixtures kick off. So it should mitigate any of the difference that was active there. When really, And that's how Chelsea operate. And I saw a £6 million link to Tagliafico. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's the wrong characteristics. It's not the right player to sign. Yet you're going to get him on, what, a four or five-year deal? You can't shift him because of his age. And who's got... You're not going to accept anything less than 10, 15 million once you have him on that contract and no one's going to pay it. So I think we just have to firm it sadly at the moment. If we can't, like, if we can't fast forward a deal, like Jerry said, we have to firm it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And it, it does seem to be a tough predicament, but you know, hey, what, what can we say? You know, this, this is Chelsea Football Club. So before we end the show, you know, looking over to the, to, to the weekend's game, you know, against Tottenham. This is a massive game, you know. They've got what four four games in hand over us. You know, we have beaten them three times in a row, but they are going to come with a with a fight, you know, to Stamford Bridge. You know, it's Conte's homecoming, and yeah, in the Premier League. And yeah, what what do you guys think about that game? You know, j- just as a quick thought. Um, uh, I'm saying these games are, are coming thick and fast. Um, <laughs> every every time you look up. There's another game. Um, I, I, I mean, Spurs, obviously, they had the last-minute winner. Um, so if, if they're needing a last-minute winner, um kind of leads me to question how much improvement they've made between now and um, between the last time we played them and now. Um, I'm, I think we can get a result um, only because I don't think they're in tune um, with their system the same way Brighton are. So if they match us, um, we've been playing three at the back for a, a lot longer. Um, and if I, I, I kind of, I can see an avenue to, to get in a result against them. Bearing in mind, last time we did beat them, it, there was a lot of good fortune um, in that first result. And that first result set the tone for the second um, match. So I think what we need is a good start. And we need to leave... It in no doubt. So either we need to control the game really well, or we need a bit of luck to go away. Mm, that, that's worrying. So how 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 important do you think that fixture is towards our season, and how, and how bad of a outcome do you think a loss will be? You know, in, in our in our play in in, in a, what seems to be a top four race. Massive. Like we have to win that game because we are not going to play a game for I think it's two game weeks. And with all the postponements, it won't just be two games. It'll be a few games that are going to, maybe three, potentially four, because these games are going to get rescheduled. So we don't want to come back and we're literally fifth or maybe like just hanging on to fourth. And Spurs have got, like, God forbid Spurs beat us. Spurs literally will be. They've got four games in hand. Four games in hand and they're only Um, eight points behind us. Like, yeah, I mean, they, they would have to pretty much win all those games. But but you know what the thing is with Spurs, right? Jerry hit the nail on the head. They're not a good team. They'll, they'll grind out results, but I think we're more than capable to beat them. And especially with our players. Our players, actually, in my opinion, excluding that Manchester City game, we sometimes play better against the upper echelons of the Premier League. So, like, 
a game where they know they need to be more switched on than yeah. against the weaker teams. We're, and they raise their game and their quality yeah. prevails. 100%. 100%. So I, I do have faith in Jorginho, Kante, uh, Thiago Silva to raise their game. Rudiger to be Rudiger. By the way, I thought he was very good in the back four. Um, I know uh, the only positive from Brighton was Thiago and Rudiger. So, but, so like, I think we can nick it, hopefully. But Boy, The language we're using in, in nicking the result at Stamford Bridge against Tottenham. It, it just shows just how, how much confidence do we have right now? Like, <laughs> I, 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 think we'll okay. good, I, think, I think I think we'll be okay. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But yeah, guys, thanks for joining me. That was a good one. Um, Alexis, always good to have you on. Thank you, bro. It's always Jerry, a pleasure to be on. Uh, um, if cool. anything, I'm becoming more of a regular than Dan these days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's been a lot of people calling for Dan of recent, but hey, We'll leave that to the next show. But yeah, peace. He done it! The greatest night in the history of Chelsea Football Club. European champions. They've beaten Bayern in their own backyard. They've found the Holy Grail. After adventure, thrown with danger. And Drogba may never play for Chelsea again. He will never be forgotten. He's in Just came back Sports Social Podcast Network. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.